Is now the time to cash out if you own a Toronto condo? Find out on today's episode. This is part one of a two-part episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Just getting so much positive feedback on the podcast lately. I really, really do appreciate you listening and spending the time to hear what I have to say every week. Uh, hopefully multiple times a week as we move forward. It is the spring market now and things are getting quite hectic in the market as they always do at this time of year. So if, uh, if my podcasts are not coming as frequently as you would like, my apologies, but please do send me an email, let me know. And, uh, that does, uh, does help to encourage me. If you have ideas for the show, if you have questions, if you're wondering about investing in condos, of course, send me questions anytime. Love to hear direct feedback. That's one of the biggest things I like to do with this podcast is just to answer your questions directly in a longer format sort of way as opposed to a tweet or a Facebook update or um, a blog post, which is which are okay. I just find that the podcast format is fantastic for just giving longer, more in-depth, more real, more substantial, more valuable, hopefully more valuable answers to your condo investing questions. So with that in mind, on today's episode, it was uh, we were talking about is now the time to cash out? Is, is this the moment uh, where it's, is it a good moment to, uh, to sell if you have condos in Toronto? And so this came about because a past client of mine uh, referred to me one of his colleagues who uh, owns a condo downtown and they are thinking about selling. And so I had a conversation with that person uh, this morning. I just wanted to share with you some of the things that we talked about um, in that conversation and some of the advice that I gave this uh, uh, this gentleman. So um, here's the situation. This, uh, this guy has a condo downtown. It is in an uh, it, it, the building is 95 Lombard, 95 Lombard Street. Uh, it is a smaller condo building uh, built around 1990. Um, it's not one of the more well-known buildings downtown, but the location is basically Church and Adelaide. Church and Adelaide, so very close to Young Street, Financial District, St. Lawrence Market, Um Dundas Square is not too far away. So uh, that is where the condo is. And the condo is just over a thousand square feet. It's around 1080 square feet, apparently. I haven't seen this condo, but I'm just telling you what information I do have on it so we can set the context. It is one and a half bathrooms. It is a one bedroom and den, if you can believe it. One bedroom and den, 1,080 square feet. And he told me that he bought the condo about five years ago or so. He's been living in the condo there. Um, and uh, he's, uh, he's a guy who uh, works in the financial district. He's a, in, the, in the finance kind of world. Um, and this is my first conversation that I'm having with him. So um, his situation, he, he said he's recently bought a pre-construction unit at Home Condos, Home Condos by Great Golf Homes at uh, 
Adelaide and Parliament. Adelaide and Parliament, which was one of my top recommended um, projects for investment over the past few months. And we sold a lot of units there to our investors. It's a great, great building. Um, great Golf is a fantastic builder. It's in an up-and-coming area. The, the value there was very, very good. Um, uh, when we, uh, when we launched that building a couple months back and, uh, so good for him. He, he, uh, he's bought a unit there and he's planning on moving into that unit when it's ready in a few years. So he's thinking he wants to basically in his words, he wants to maximize his equity. Um, he's, he's seeing a lot of condos going. He also says he's seeing a lot of condos going up all over the place. He says, and he's wondering if there will still be demand there in the future. He's wondering if maybe now is a, is a good time to sell um, his unit there and maybe rent for a few years uh, until his other pre-construction unit is ready. He also talked about the fact that he, uh, he's concerned that his maintenance fees are going to become a, an issue, uh, hurting his, uh, his, his um, value because the maintenance fees there are approaching $1,000 per month uh, for his unit. So that is the context. That's the information that we have. Um, that's what he gave to me. And so let's get into my advice to him um, based on the current uh, market and, and what we know. So, I mean, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it as, as sort of reasons to sell and reasons to not sell. Um, on the pro selling side, the yes, you should sell side. Um, you could look at it like a lot of realtors are, are talking right now. Maybe you're getting flyers in the mail from realtors. The common headline, you know, never been a better time to sell. Uh, prices on your street are at an all-time high. Classic line that you see on these flyers. Um, and it's true. Prices are at all-time highs. Uh, the demand and supply equation is never been more in favor of uh, you as a seller, if you're selling, um, in his particular building, there's zero listings on the market. That's always a huge thing, by the way, if, if you are selling a condo. If there are no listings available in your building, you are really in the driver's seat versus if there are many listings in your building. That does make a huge difference, even in a slow market. Um, if you're able to get on the market with no other competing listings in your same building, especially of the same unit type, uh, be it a one bed or one plus den or a two bed, whatever your unit type is. If there are no other competing listings in your building, that's a huge advantage to you. Um, and you're going to have a very different strategy for selling if you're alone on the market versus if you are um, facing many other units um, in the building uh, also on the market at the same time. Very different strategy. So uh, no listings in his building on the market at all right now. Um, it's also, it's a, it's a, it's an older condo building. It's 27 years old. So there's certainly something to be said for, um, the fact that maintenance fees are quite high. Maintenance fees are almost a thousand dollars per month. His unit is uh, 1080 square feet. So you're approaching like a dollar per square foot maintenance fee which is, you know, the average maintenance fee is about 60 cents per square foot. So a dollar per square foot is um, much, much higher. You know, that's uh, 50, 60% higher than the uh, 
than the average uh, condo maintenance fee, um, certainly downtown. So uh, there's so, certainly you could take that approach and say, well, you know, it's it's just getting getting to be a very old building. Uh, it's it's not going to appreciate as well, and and therefore we should uh, we should look at cashing out for that reason. Um, and there's also this this sense that can prices, uh, you know, this is, you might be thinking or he might be thinking, I'm not sure, but certainly there are people out there thinking, can prices really get any higher than they are now? Has the market peaked? Are we due for a correction in the market? The government's talking about all these new rules that they're going to be putting into place, supposedly. Um, will that cool the market down and, and slow everything down to to uh, to a crawl or to you know will reverse the market perhaps? So therefore, we should get out of the market now if we have something. So that's sort of the thinking on the one side of the equation. On the other, on the flip side, let's look at reasons to not sell uh, this particular condo. Well, the first thing obviously jumps out to me is it's an amazing location. If you look at Church and Adelaide there, um, you are so close to the financial district, which makes it very unique. The ability to walk within 10, 15 minutes of the largest employment center in the entire country uh, in terms of you know number of jobs in one small geographic area, the financial district, and even the South Corp district, which is which is also uh, increasing in in uh, its role in in the economy here in the GTA, um, even Young and Bloor. I mean, there's there's so many, and and of course the hospitals and the universities. There are just you know probably a few hundred thousand jobs within uh, let's say a twenty minute walk of this unit. Um, most importantly, the financial district being about 10, 15 minutes away. This is an amazing location. It's always going to be a good location. Um, and as the downtown is getting built out, that sort of a location is going to become more and more valuable, rarer and rarer to find new product in these sorts of areas because the entire downtown is just being more and more built out. So it's becoming harder and harder for developers to find prime sites like that Um you know, within that 10, 15 minute walking distance of the financial district, it's becoming harder and harder to find those types of uh, new condos coming onto the market. Um, so that's, uh, that's one thing. The, the size of the unit actually is another interesting thing. The size of the unit being 1,080 square feet. A couple years ago, maybe two, three years ago, I would say that's almost a detriment to have a one bedroom unit, uh, one bedroom plus den unit that is so large. But in today's market, um, the larger units, sort of uh, 800 to 1100 square feet, there's massive, massive demand um, for larger units as people are especially moving from smaller condos to larger condos, people who um, are not able to purchase a house or who do not want to buy a house, they want to stay in the downtown core. Um, finding a larger, if you're on the market for a larger one-bedroom unit, like larger than say 600 square feet, it is very, very difficult to find. So um, a unit like his, I haven't seen the floor plan, but most likely at that size, it's going to have a massive living area, lots of living space, large kitchen. Um, the communal areas are going to be huge. The master bedroom is probably huge. And the den, of course, is huge. He even said the den is, has a door on it. It's basically like a second bedroom. Um, but even if you call it a two-bedroom, at 1080 square feet, that is still a massive two bedroom. 
And so that type of product is becoming increasingly more and more rare uh, as the market gets built out with smaller and smaller type units that uh, that type of floor plan is becoming rarer and rarer. So uh, there's certainly some value in, in having a unique property like that that is not, you know, there's not much competition for something like that out there. Um, what else in favor of, of thinking about this is an asset that you don't want to sell that you want to keep? Uh, well, the biggest thing really uh, just to, to hammer home is that prices are currently rising downtown at about 30 to 35% annual, annual rate, 30 to 35%. So uh, if you're selling right now, most likely you could sell for more tomorrow. Most likely you could sell for even more the next week and the next month and three months from now. Prices are rising dramatically, you know, every week. So if it doesn't really, that would be the biggest thing and, and really the biggest point that I was trying to drive home with, uh, with this gentleman is if you don't need to sell, don't sell. This is, this is really... I'm taking the opposite of, of what you'll see in the real estate flyers coming to your door. Now has never been a better time to sell. I'm actually saying now has never been a, it's never been a worse time to sell than right now. Do not sell if you don't have to, because the moment you sell, you're going to regret it the next day. And I've seen this time and time and time again, people who were in the market uh, a year ago or six months ago, or even, you know, two months ago, uh, people who owned assets, properties in the market, they, for one reason or another, they decided to sell and they did not reinvest that money into the market. They did something else with that money. All of those people regret it. All those people regret that they've missed out on massive gains and, and their equity would have kept growing. And so if you are thinking of selling, you know, because the market is, is so high, you know, my general advice was, well, at least, at least wait for the market to flatten out. I mean, it's my belief that the market is going to, even if it flattens out, it's of course going to keep going up over the long term. Um, if it flattens out for a short period of time, you know, you might, it's better to sell in a, in a flat market than it is to sell in a rapidly upward, you know, skyrocketing market like we're in right now, because you're leaving money on the table. You might as well you know, take it month by month, take it quarter by quarter. And if the market does is showing signs of, uh, of flattening out, or if the market does in fact flatten out for three months or six months, and it's just kind of sitting there and, and we're not seeing these rapid price increases like we are now, then, you know, that might be a good time to sell rather than right now, because at least, you know, that, you know, a few months after you sell, it's most likely not going to go up even more. Um, again, with that being said, you know, my, uh, my, my overall philosophy of investing is to buy and hold for the long term, to not worry about short, short term blips in the market. But if you have it in your head and, and, and you're determined to sell in, you know, a, a real estate asset, at least look to sell it when, you know, the market is, is, is slower or flatter where you're not immediately giving up gains, uh, you know, the next day after you sell. Because right now, that's that's exactly what's happening. Um, because the market is rising very, very quickly. Okay, we're going to just cut it off there. And stay tuned for part two of this episode where I talk about 
how the masses think versus how the wealthy think. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com. 